It's a magnificent time to be alive, not because it's a beautiful cracking autumn's day here in Melbourne, not because we've got a great week of footy, not because we have got the start of the fame show, The Kick in the House. I have just seen that Chicken McPieces are back at McDonald's. <laughs> and I can tell you, if you are driving in your car right now, you're on the train, wherever you are, stop at your nearest McDonald's and get some Chicken McPieces. What's so good about them? Ah, uh, they're just... KFC have... How much chicken's actually in them? Quite a lot. And they're quite tender, but the the coating is not too crispy, but then it's not soggy. Your life revolves around food, doesn't it? It does. I love my food. Um, I wouldn't call you a foodie, though. No. It's a junk food. No, no. It's not just junk food, but I'm a man of simple pleasures. And I'll I'll actually get to something a bit later in the show. But uh, I I do like my food, but I don't like an array of food. I find food I like, and then I just just stick to it. Normally it's chips or pizza or burgers. (laughs) Hey... How about the footy on the weekend, big gentlemen? Weekend. Big weekend. We just had big weekend coming up. Now the two big, the two big story points are the D's and the Dogs. Are they the real deal? Well, we're going to find out about Melbourne, aren't we, Brownie? This weekend, I, I think if just looking at their form, exposed form, I think the Dogs are a little bit more the real deal at this stage. But if Melbourne beat Richmond this weekend, I mean, you're going to have to stand up and take notice. But I'll just go. They've beaten Frio, who were ninth. They beat them in round one. Frio were just going. Yep. They beat. St Kilda round two, who were 13th. The Giants round three, who were 12th. The Giants have got going a bit now, but they were ordinary at the time. They beat the Cats last week. Just. Who were 8th, and the Cats are just going. And they beat Hawthorne, who were 17th. So yeah. you can only beat who's in front of you. But we'd, I'm not sure they're in that top echelon yet. But if they beat Richmond this weekend, yes, they are. I tend to agree. I, I like the way Melbourne's going. I like the way they're speaking. Every time I hear one of their players talk, it's about team over individual, and I've never heard that out of Melbourne. The culture, I think the culture has definitely changed. It's a massive challenge this week. You saw what St Kilda dished up last week against Richmond, an 85-point margin, and and it went pretty quick. St Kilda in that game halfway through the second quarter, and Richmond just overpowered them. So if Melbourne play the way they did against Geelong or Hawthorne the last two weeks, they'll get beaten. But uh, it's a huge opportunity for them, but... I still make Richmond my best bet of the round because Ooh. you're getting a good price for the Tigers this week because both sides are 5-0 and oh and it's expected to be a great finish, but I just think Richmond win this game. Yeah, I think Melbourne are doing a lot of things right, but you just got to see it against a proven team who have been up there for four years. So looking forward to it. And the Doggies, I mean, they've, they've beaten Collingwood, the Eagles, North, the Lions and Suns. Only the Eagles are currently in the eight and they're sixth. So... You can only beat who's in front of you, and they've been flogging teams, though. Mm. Mm. But I like the way, the way the they've are, been winning. I like the way the dogs are doing against yeah. the Lions. We know how well they run, but they laid 81 tackles against yeah. the Lions. And I know that day down in Ballarat, it didn't rain, but it was windy, so it helped them lay more tackles. But the defensive aspect of their game is outstanding, the dogs, and that's why I've got them as probably the second best side in the comp right now. Did you say Richmond are 5-0 and before? Yeah, they got that wrong. 3-2. and two. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think you meant the dogs at five and a half. I meant the dogs yes. at thank you. Thanks for backing me up. You know what I meant. I, I, I was at the the Melbourne game, the Hawks Melbourne game on Sunday. Now they were not that impressive. And, and you know, if, if Tim O'Brien wasn't a bit of a spud and he held holds a, a simple chess mark in the goal square, he puts he gets the scores level in the last quarter. You can't Who knows say that. He's, Mate, he, he's backing he's back a good player under a Tim, high ball. Excuse me. Tim O'Brien is not a, a good player. I'm not going to be too scathing. Don't, don't get into it. I'm not bagging. I'm just saying that I'm surprised that he's had an eight-year career. He should have taken that mark. I agree. And he should have gone back and it would have been an even ball game. Happy. But he's still backing back into a pack. I mean, he won the game for you uh, in round one against Essendon. He kicked the, uh, the goal across his body. Oh, you can't play. bag yeah. Tim O'Brien, though, Hummer. I saw you at that game. You're a Hawthorne man, right? Yep. 
Why were you wearing a Melbourne polo then? Uh, this, Have a look at you. This is the biggest stitch up. We've got a picture Why of it he here. Got a this Melbourne is, a, this polo is in the on. Legends Bar. Now, this is, I'm about to explain the biggest stitch up in the history of fans attending the MCG. I went to the, normally I go in the MCC and you need, yeah. a, need, a, um, need a, a, a collar. A collar. I had some medallion tickets that we were on the other side of the ground, which you don't need a collar. And I was right. going to use the opportunity. I don't like, I'm a t shirt guy, so I don't like wearing a collar. I go to the Legends Bar, and I'm just in a T-shirt and a, and a nice jacket. Like I didn't I'm have just that T-shirt well. with the chilli oil. No, I didn't have a chilli oil T-shirt. I had a nice black Tommy Hilfiger T-shirt. My friend's already in the bar. I go in there, and he says, sorry, mate, you need a collar. And I said, no, I, I, hang on. I've been in this Legends Bar a, a lot. I don't need a collar. He goes, I'm sorry, you do. And this is early at the game. There wasn't many people in there. I couldn't see anyone at the time without a right. collar. I go, okay, well, we're planning on sitting in the bar the whole game. I need to go and sort this out. So I go down to the merch, um, those merch trucks. I go to the first one. They don't have any Hawthorne polos. I go to the second one. I go, they've got Hawthorne polos, but only in a medium. Now, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not fitting you. into a medium at the moment. I'm not at playing weight at the moment. So I go to the third one outside the MCG. They don't have any uh, Hawthorne ones. They do have Melbourne in XL. Why so, don't you go around to the MCC and just buy an MCC polo? Uh, well, I've, I'm not. I don't want to look like that. I prefer right. to be in a Melbourne pie. So I'm stuck wearing Melbourne pie. I thought this is okay. You know, yeah, it's. I've paid ninety dollars for this polo that I'm never going to wear again. Try to okay. It's all right. I've got a I've got a nice day here with my mates. Go back in there. As I'm walking up the stairs, I see a guy walk through without a t-shirt on. I was like, oh, how did he get on? He had a scarf. I then go, yep, he's got a polo. In I go. Then I see a few more with T-shirts coming in. I'm like, what is going on? So I go out to the security guard that stopped me and he goes, mate, I've got to apologise. I'm used to working the MCC. <laughs> you don't actually need a collar in this to get into this bar. So, so you there I am. Up. Should he gone back and... You could have given it back. Take it back. Yeah, but I got a bit sweaty and because right. I had to walk Paddy around the ground and then Paddy will bite. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm, look, it's they're good polos. Sell to I'm, Paddy for fifty oh, bucks. Yeah, it's a forty dollars. I might do that. Uh, so yeah, that was the biggest stitch up, and I'm ninety dollars uh, ninety dollars less in the wallet now. Dusty Martin, we speak of the the, the Richmond Tigers. I was astounded when I heard they were doing an interview with him post match, saying you got your two fiftieth next week, mm. and you go, was that you know I. I is that incredible that he it is, is yeah. this age has already played two fifty? Yeah, I looked it up last night because I, you know, I thought, gee, he has got there quickly, hasn't he? So over his career, and he debuted in round one in two thousand and ten, drafted at the end of two thousand and nine, hasn't never played a twos game, obviously. So he's only missed eight games oh. since his debut, seven through injury and one through suspension. Now, is that the quickest of all time? It's not, because oh, well, because. Bigger. Players have got there quicker because they may have played in finals every single year of their career. So obviously you get three or four extra games a year. So who's got there quicker? I don't know. I don't know. I thought you said Someone you has. Yeah. No, well, I, I we researched the heritage oh. now. I've got the text. Just come through now. Oh. Literally, as you said that, who's got there quicker? Now this He's is... He's in 11th spot, okay? 11th spot? So Wayne Schimmelbush got there quicker. Adam Goods got there quicker, playing finals every year at the Swans. Joel Selwood, Ben Hart never missed, and they played finals every year. Your old teammate, the Smiling Assassin, Brad Johnson. Jono. Craig Bradley, Andrew McLeod, Adam Uze, Mark Rusciuto, Scott Pendlebury, and Dustin Martin. So I think it's just the fact It's a good list, isn't it? It's a good list. But th those other guys probably played more finals early in their yeah. career. There you go. So that's from Swampy. Now, this How is good no is joke. Swamp? Richo sent him thought, that text. Though. How long he's ago did I send three him? Premierships. That's, that's what I understand. And he's only missed eight games, playing three premierships. How have they got? But he's played finals other years. But his as first well. 
but his first three final series, they only played elimination finals and lost. Yep. And his first four years, they didn't play finals at all. So his Brad first Johnson seven years, plays. they played three finals. He would have played finals. at least 14 or 15 finals. Yeah, but that guys like you know, Schimmelbush and those guys. What's the definition them. of – what are we saying? The, the Bulldogs actually played um, – They did. The they Bulldogs kept played finals. Yeah. Yeah. Lost, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. There you go. They're all superstars, though, aren't they? Fascinating stuff. Hey, I've got a confession to make. Uh, because, you know, last week I said we're going around the grounds for the Ace of Gemstone, which yeah. is where I look at some local footy floggings. I like a guy this. From, this a, is a good news segment. A huh? guy from Triple M I was having a beer with on uh, my friend Charlie. He said to me, he goes, I was listening to the podcast. He goes, but what, what's around the grounds for the Ace of Gemstone? T, he's been at Triple M for the last sort of eight years. He said TAC have sponsored the Around the Grounds for the last 25 years. Right. And that the Ace of Gemstone never existed in Triple M vernacular. So where'd you get it from? I don't know. It was but definitely John, someone. John, our producer, yeah, remembers like it. Yeah. I did say Around the Grounds for the might TAC have been, yeah, It might have been 3 w Maybe 3 w yeah. but yeah, so TAC. So we are going to change it officially to Around the Grounds for the TAC. All right. Uh, so this week... We're going to build up. We used to be sponsored by the TAC. Till poor yeah. old Schultzy and Royce Farty decided to drive. <laughs> All right, our first one that we're going to is in North Sunshine versus Auburn Vale. All right, so yeah. that'd, be, that'd be a rough league. That rough league out there. That will be the Western, uh, sort of Western Region Football League. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty rough. Imagine mm. the crowd out. So what do you got? Um, three goals to five twenty-three to thirty-one. Goals, 14, 200. That's not, That's not too bad. Well, it's, it's getting up there. Uh, then we've got over up, over in South Australia, Pimpino beat Eden Hope Aspley 168 to zero. But that's in the seniors. So yeah. the reserves, you can sort of understand. Yeah. The seniors, you shouldn't be having a scoreless game. One a bit closer to home, a side, two sides that I've played against in my storied history, Elstonwick. <laughs> 39, 25, 259. That's good. That's good. Beat going. Box Hill North 117 <laughs> in the seniors. But here is our winner. This is incredible. Mate. Now, this Have is a look incredible. At this. this got sent to you on Twitter. This is down in Tassie. 29 in the, old, in the last quarter. The yes. Old Scholars Football Association. Richmond kicked 106, which they only kicked in the last quarter. Yeah. OHA, whoever, OHA. 56 goals, 21, 357, including 29 goals, 10 in the last quarter. So they've they've kicked, kicked 29 goals in the last quarter. 10. 29 goals, 10. So 39 scoring shots. Richmond have actually kicked the goal yeah. in the last quarter and they've named six players as the best <laughs> for the opposition team. They've kicked one goal, six, but and they've did, got six players in the best. And did that you means s- a third of their team's done their job. <laughs> did you see who kicked 20 goals? P. Hudson. P. Hudson. Could it be? Could it be? Did he go down and play a game? Which one, Peter or Paul? Well, couldn't be Peter. He's seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> but what about that? Forty goals after half time. That's that incredible. is incredible. Imagine being the fullback that's been playing on old Hutto, and you yeah. had twenty kicked on you. Geez, you'd just be <clears throat> you'd be sobbing in the shower reckon, that night. It's probably not a bad job. They kick fifty-six. That's they, could it be Hutto? Well, you might nah, he is, he is still playing, Paul Hudson, but he wouldn't. Is he really? He couldn't be. Fit enough to kick 20, could he? Well, in a side that's kicked 56, <laughs> perhaps he might be. He was hey, as skillful player as you get, Paul Hudson. Mate, I remember very good playing with him at the Dogs and we'd have goal kicking practice from the boundary line and he was one of those rare players that could shape the ball with a drop punt he and could. kick it at a certain angle so it would bend back. So you oh. didn't have to do the banana. So he'd kick a drop punt and he'd at a certain angle, then you go to the other side and just slightly it. tilt yeah. it the other way. So he'd kick it and then float back in without a banana. It was he had it 
he had a pretty extraordinary. good teacher, though, yeah. in his dad. Yeah. Paul. Uh, but Peter. before the game, right, to get his hands ready before a game, he used to, you know how you kick floaters? So you, like, kick it flat and then yeah. go like that? Yeah. He used to love doing that. He reckons he got your hands ready, got your what, mind ready. he'd get ready. someone to kick floaters? Flat yeah, punts. yeah. Flat and punts. the finger breakers. Oh, how about whatever noise it makes when it, when it hits the top of the mm. finger, it just makes that popping noise. Have you ever seen footage of his dad? Playing yeah. Peter. Peter did the flat punts, so he'd kick him. Because he only ever had shots from 25, 30 metres out. You know, John Kennedy got everyone else up the ground. Yeah. And they used to go like that and mm. wobble through. Yeah. So he came down to Richmond at one point and took me for um, goal well, kicking. And he wanted to teach you And he wanted wobble. to get me to try and kick these <laughs> flat punts. It didn't work out too well. Hey, there's a man. I know a segment that has admittedly fizzled out a little bit was trying to get Bruce McEvaney on this podcast. Well, he's not going to do it. Well, he works with him. I exhausted my one option. I went through our partner at seven. He just didn't reply to me. We will try and, and get that. But there's another man that I'm desperate to get on this podcast. It's a man called Rhett Bartlett. Kevin this, Bartlett's son. Kevin Bartlett's son. Now, if you don't follow him on Twitter, So can I just over. give you the, his official – he's the official historian yep. of the Richmond Football Club. And, and he's he got has a got a catalog. trove of content that just is incredible. Every single day he's just coming up. And it's not just boring match highlights and stuff. He's got all the old t- the footy shows. He's just – it's magnificent. A lot of it's about our man. It is. Which he is- has got you in his sights at the moment. Now, no, gonna- I don't think it's in his sights. I think he just genuinely loves putting stuff out there about Richard, and we love it as well. There's a new video that just came out last night that we, getting- we, haven't, we haven't got time to get it in this week's show. It's getting worse we'll by get the day. <laughs> let's have a look at what he – put up last week. Now, if you're on listening, fly over to our social media channels. You'll get to see a picture of this. But, Richo, we need you to talk us through what <laughs> is going on here. I reckon you actually look all right. I reckon <laughs> when you this... look at that now and go, actually, I'm looking all right. I could have been a rock star. That's Mate, what you're thinking. I'll look in the mirror Mate, now with so those you're, down you're wearing license. a U2 leather vest, leather pants. You've got this long hair and you're, you're holding a microphone and staring down. Now, this isn't like one of those silly. Is that like me- yeah, Photoshop? No, that's, that's, it's gone white. That's my sexy look. <laughs> what? Richard, you know what it was? What was like, that can I explain? So it was when cable TV first came into Australia, Foxtel. Yeah. So that would have been 1995, I reckon. And they got all a, they got a heap of the footballers. Danny Southern was one of them. And we were all promoting a different channel. So Danny Southern was promoting the Wildlife Channel. He had a big snake around his neck. Mm. Um, and I was obviously promoting the music channel. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That's a bit of Bono at Tung Baby or Zeropa style. Jeez, if I, I, what did you think? Did you think in the moment, are you going, geez, I'm looking all right? I must or did you think, I don't know about this? No, I, I must admit when the leather pants came on, I was a bit concerned. <laughs> are they hard to get off, leather pants? Oh, like, I wouldn't even. How, how easy to put on and off? I did cop a fair bit of. Who was your uh, coach in 95, Johnny Northey? Johnny Northey, yeah. He let you do that sort of stuff? He didn't really know about it until it came out. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. It's safe to say you're probably not known for your work ethic. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, I don't think that's very do you, fair. Do you work hard? He's got work, better over the years. Do you work hard? As in like, as in running and stuff like that? or No, no, just you... you, you, do you, I, called four you games of, I called four games of footy on the weekend, huh? I also hosted Insider Trading uh, with Jules on Racing.com and Benny Clifton. Um, I also do this show. I also do all the AFL previews. Um, you do a heap of work for this show, don't you? You put is, a lot into it. Like, my Thursday to Sunday, like I can't... Like, I can't sit down. Well, can you explain a text message? Sunday footy show? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you bring up the Sunday footy show because you do a quiz on the Sunday footy show. Yeah. Can, can you, you explain this text message? Now, just for those, again, if you, it's we've got a text message on so the screen. It's between Mark Howard 
and and our man Nathan Brown yep. discussing that because he couldn't be stuffed, he couldn't be stuffed <laughs> making up another quiz. He just thought. And this is what he's written in the, in the text. I'm out of ideas for Sunday footy show quiz, so I've compiled a best of our quiz Sunday afternoon to use Sunday morning. Hmm. So he's using his Sunday footy show stuff on Triple M now. Yeah. yeah. What, you can't be bothered? It's not laziness. It's just content. It's just content and then creating you content know the other thing? on the back Brownie, of that. You, you know the other thing he did, Hump? So he's, do you still do on your buy, hold and sell segment? Yeah, I do, Matt. So, oh. so this... This buy, hold and sell segment, Cameron Ling worked on throughout W Football for five years. Yep. And he worked on a Sunday afternoon. And Cameron Ling for three years did a buy, hold and sell segment. Oh, Brandy. Oh. So did you rip Cameron Ling off? Well, Brandy, I don't think you need to be explained the fact that I don't listen to throughout W. <laughs> so I've highest, never, I've never listened. Yeah, it is the highest rating. never listened to It's the highest rating station Ling in the, the on, country, uh, Nathan. Like... I'm not the target off. market. You ripped off. I didn't Cameron. know Lingy did it, but oh. now that you say that, <laughs> you used to work for Three W. That was years, why are, years why ago. Why are you ripping into him? Hey, I'm they not ripping into him, but I don't listen to him. More people listen to to Richo's show they on Three W than yours on Triple M. Not on Sundays. Yes, they do. Yes, they no, do. No, no, no. Australian no. show, the highest running channel no. in the country. Three W. Brownies hey. will come out soon too. Um, there we go. Brownie should be working a bit harder though, hum. Well, he should be working because a bit he's harder. lost another one of his <laughs> This is just now. Of course, listeners to the show will be very familiar with the magnificent investment Nathan Brown made at a little place called Laguna Keys. A little block of land. A block of land, of land for 228 grand. 228 grand. For sale for 32 if you want it. But, but Brownie was hopeful that the price was going to increase, hum, because there was a prawn farm just down the road. It was about to go. <laughs> to create jobs. Gangbusters. <laughs> A giant prawn farming company will sell off <laughs> 6,000 hectares of surplus land northwest of Mackay as it presses to pause on growth. That's okay. not good so. for a block of land. And on top of that, Sunday morning, I'm leaving the Sunday footy show, right, and I'm going to the MCG. I'm in an Uber going to the MCG. And at this point, I got sent that, right? I got yeah. sent that. So I'm reading, oh, sh- that's no good. But then as I as I look at my phone, crypto is just meltdown. There is just like the biggest the US red government. candle going bang like that. Yeah. It dropped 30% in the next two and a half hours. I'm trying to call a game of football being the Melbourne <laughs> Hawthorne game, and I'm just seeing these red lines come down and wiped out about so, 30% of oh, what I had. So can we just look? He bought the block at Laguna for yep. 250 228. So, 228. So it's, it was valued at what, about 20 grand a couple of years ago? Yeah, about 30. And that, and that was and with that the, was with that the was prawn with the farm. Great so white 30. hope of uh, the so prawn farm. What's your figure now with the prawn farm what, going? I'm going to have some good capital losses that I, <laughs> that I can put off something else. <laughs> so the prawn farm from Laguna is gone. It's, that, that's that's, that's Laguna. the last. That's its last chance. It's a setback. That's it's the a setback, definitely. <laughs> What's the next Laguna? Wait until someone takes over that land and then uh, and develop it. <laughs> They're well, always talking want, about there's you know Chinese what? investors coming in, they're going to build the airport and they're going to put something. That's, you, that's my last if hope. If you do want to live the great Australian dream and buy a house or, or you know buy some land, yeah. if you're just looking and you, perhaps you haven't got the cash not much employment up there now, though. Um, it's been a bad week financially for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, Paul Laguna. Hey, I wanted to bring something up. Now, I know this is probably comes from our... Um, our summer edition of the, the very famous summer edition of our show where we, we chat about little food. food segment pizza. Okay, now I've always liked pizza, never loved it. It's never been, it would never have been my top 10 dishes. I, I would always get if this I'm ordering food. a man food, who doesn't like lasagna either. Yeah, so maybe I, I'm not, I've never been a big Italian food yeah, man. Yeah, I went to Aldi. Okay, now if if you, if you haven't shopped at Aldi, and I, I there was my this, mum this loves lasagna Aldi. again. Lasagna. Okay. No, no, he's the one that says lasagna. 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 
Lasagna. I went to Aldi. Now, Aldi's got a stigma attached to it. Almost. Do you remember the, the, the supermarkets NQR that used to float yeah, around? There used yeah. to be one on High Street. Ashburn. I've never been into an Aldi. I'm not surprised. But you should. They have got... It's not that it's just cheaper stuff. It's just different. But... The German it, company. It's a, yeah, the German company. Now, I went in there. I, again, at this stage, not being that too keen on pizzas. I went and had a frozen pizza from there. It was $3. Now, it was a thin crust... Yeah. And normally frozen pizzas, they've just got... Horrible. Horrible. They, they are horrible. Just cheese thing, and that's about it. This thing was, honestly, one of the... Pro- I'd say one of what the... What was top, on it? Fi- just pepperoni. Just So this a lovely thin base, beautiful mozzarella, yeah. a lovely sort of tangy... So they make these in Germany sauce. and send them over or are they made here locally? Oh, no, I'm not sure about that, but they're a German company. They're a German they just have company. different products different in there, Different products they? that you don't get in your... In yeah. your, in your they're like, remember Kmart, with, remember Kmart would like rip off Nike runners and just have yeah. the different... They sort of the upside like down that, aren't they? But this pizza has triggered something in me now and to the point where I'm having two of them a day... Because it's, it's economical as well. It's only cost me $3. I'm having two of these pizzas a day and I'm absolutely hooked to the point where all I can think about every day is pizza. Have you read the fat content on the side of them? How well, no, gram? but do you know what I'm doing? I'm having two frozen pizzas a day, but then I'm That's having... That's not good. No, but I'm having it a length of two, this, two frozen this, pizzas a day. This sums hum no, up, though, I'm mate. having Listen two frozen this. pizzas, but then I'm having a lean cuisine at night no. to cancel <laughs> the two pizzas out. It doesn't cancel it out, mate. Well, it does. That's not the way it works. It's, it's not how you do it, hum. Well, we've anyway. all got guilty little fluid things, though, haven't we? We do. Okay, so you eat lean cuisine at night, right? Oh, yep. So when are you inhaling these pizzas? <laughs> well, because we've been working from home, I'll have one about 11, then I'll have one about three. <laughs> what are you doing for breakfast? Well, the pe- I'm having the no, pizza at 11. No, he has his shot of whiskey for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, the whiskey. So, so you don't have breakfast? I have a pizza at 11, a pizza at three, and then a, <laughs> a lean cuisine. No, he's a weird man. But well, we've all got guilty yeah, what, have, you, have you got a guilty pleasure? Yeah, mine's the continental uh, mac and cheese. That, that there, Nate... Oh, that is as simple a little snack as you can get from Continental Macaroni Cheese. Well, I initially was buying them for my daughter. You know your kids. Wait, how, well, so what is the pasta in that? Yeah, it's just the salt. Like, no, the pasta's yeah. dry, and you mix the water in with the powder, and it takes yeah. about five my minutes. My kids to love that up. too. Really? But my that, mate, that I too. put a bit of pepper and tomato sauce on that. That's my little snack. Uh, is it big enough? Yeah, it's no, no, we can get different sizes. It's yeah. hard to go past toast and veggie, mate. Like it is one of the great meals of all time. Yeah, oh, is that have, guilty? That's not a guilty. Not Everyone guilty. has that, though. Well, have you got... Yeah. What, Vegemite on toast? It'd be the most common breakfast in the country. Oh, haven't you got, like, a little snack that you have, something... What about red no. snakes? You like red snakes? I do nuts. like red snakes, yeah. Yeah, but I, I like toast and Vegemite as well. So, sorry, um, how my, much, my food etiquette's not up to your standard. How much macaroni and do cheese? We, do we reckon the brownie read yeah. the run sheet? No, he didn't. And if he had have read the run sheet, he would have come in with a little snack. But <laughs> he didn't. Hey, uh, just before we get into doing your head in, Richo, yeah. uh, well, a man, he's a friend of the show because we've been in here. You work with him. You work. Yeah. You both work with him, Manny Lloyd. Yeah, Lordo. Now, we know we've been looking at the big calls, or I have. I don't like You don't like calls. them? No, I just think we go overboard on big calls in footy. And I was watching Lordo the other night on Footy Classified. And uh, he... Now, this... You may not see this as a big call, because he's made one about Max Scorn, who is a champion. 
He, yep. I think he's been a four or five time old Australian. He's the best ruckman in the game. He got 10 coaches votes on the weekend. He ripped the game apart, right? Yep. He's playing very good footy and he is a champion. So the what game. did Lordo say? Lordo said on Footy Classified that Max Gorn would be the first player he would pick in a new startup team and that he is now officially the number one player in the competition, right? Now I'm, and you don't agree with that? I'm saying that's a big call at Ooh. this stage. Because I, I think Max is a champion, but I think you've got to do it in September. Yep. And until he does it in September, I'm not sure you can say he's the so best player in the game. So you're disagreeing with Matty Lloyd? I am. Who would you pick first? Well, I still think Martin's the best player in the game because he does it in September. i picked Darcy Moore. I've got Max Gorn winning my brand at the moment, but I'd pick Dustin Martin. You also think that Lloydie does some work to his hair, don't you? Lordo dyes his hair. There's no How do you know that? Because I saw him over summer and he'd obviously let it go a little bit and it was about oh. a centimetre of grey hair all over his head underneath. And so you think he, he's just for men going on? He, it's more than just for men. It's the full dye job. Oh, so oh. like at a hairdresser. I think that he would have someone come over to his house and do it. Oh. This is outrageous. Like Great. a little private sort of hairdresser moment. Well, I don't think he'd want to get caught what? in the hairdresser. Will you do yours when you go grey? Well, I'm already going grey. I'm, yeah. I'm letting it go. I don't think if you're on television, has he, he's admitted that, Lord? Eh? Um, I don't think publicly. <laughs> oh dear. There we go. Well, you might finally get picked up by the press. I'm sorry if he hasn't. Matthew Richardson <laughs> confirms Lordo dies his hair. All right, Richo, what's doing your head in? And it's doing my fucking head in. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You um, look at the old 3W box on tonight. <laughs> Lord, that's going to be flat. Oh, <laughs> I'm a bit concerned. Um, I'll tell you what's doing my head in. I was, what's I was doing going, your head in, Matt? We get the train in here, Nate, don't we? we do. To come we and do, do this show. and the sort of citizens. Last week. Why do you um, get the train in? It's, well, parking's quite expensive. expensive. parking. Okay. No. Yeah, but it's still hard to find one. Yeah. No, I just, no, I, I don't Richard mind. I ran, in, ran into each other outside my car. I don't mind getting the train. I enjoy it. Anyway, I was getting the train home last week at about 10.30 from, from in Are here. Are you wearing a mask on the train at the moment? I am. Yeah, you've got to. But uh, this is what does my head in. This this is something I think you'll agree with. This gentleman was sitting just across from me in the carriage. There were probably 10 people in the carriage, you know, 10.30, heading out to Hurstbridge on the Hurstbridge line. This guy uh, took a phone call. Now, you... Fair enough. You've got to take phone calls. Mm. It was obviously a business call. But you try and keep it. But you try and be okay. a bit discreet about it, right? <laughs> Not this gentleman. Not only did he take the call, right, he yep. put it on loudspeaker. Uh, and he's holding it in front of his mouth, <laughs> right? Uh, now, if you're going to have a business call like uh, this gentleman. A business having, call business as well. Call, he started uh, He started uh, doing a deal on the phone. Oh, right? what what figures and everything. Started talking facts and figures. <laughs> and he's telling this other guy just to get the deal done. And he's mentioning big numbers, six-figure numbers. Uh, and he, he starts to get a bit aggressive towards this other guy, saying, mate, we need to shut this deal. We need to get it done today. And as he's sort of talking like this, he's sort of looking at other people in the carriage. <laughs> oh, what a mate, flog. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Everyone else in the carriage started, like, raising their eyebrows. If you're going to take a call on the train, take it normally like this or put a head, some headphones in, you don't take it on loudspeaker, seriously. It's a bit of a look at me moment, isn't it? Now, I've got a, I've got a look at me moment that I, I don't mind. There's a guy at my kid's primary school, right? So I go down there and I pick up the kids and the gates are locked up until about 3.28 when a couple of students come out and they unlock the gates. But So all the mums gather around and there's only, there's only a few dads there. So there's probably three or four, but there's probably at least 30 mums standing waiting out the front. And there's this one dad, he's a bit older, uh, he'd be 
about 50. But oh. he, well, nothing and wrong with prize No, but he comes down, first of all, on his That's skateboard. That's going to be me, you realise. He's a skateboard. skateboard. <laughs> this is the first thing that he does. And I, I love it and I wait what? for it. It's not I, Dermot Burton. I wait for it and I think, where's my skateboard, man? <laughs> I don't know his name because I'm not a big talker down there. I, I'm a bit more of a people watcher, but he comes down oh, on his shock. skateboard and, he's and he rolls in um, and he's got the... Does he do a kick? He's got, <laughs> he normally wears black cargo pants and a, and a black T-shirt and he's got the um, he's got the what? vans on as well, right? And he normally wears a bit of a trucker hat and he comes down and he gets his skateboard in there and just out the front there there's actually a playground outside the school and what he does he puts his skateboard up he walks over to the monkey bars without a doubt and he does it right in front of about 30 mums every day and he pumps out three (laughs) chin-ups and then he has a break and he's looking at his watch and I reckon he I think he's 30 seconds and then he does he can only do three in a row and he does three again and he gets down and he sort of makes this noise and he's looking at his own arms and I lost it the other day and I said to Christina this was the first time we went down the other day together I said I I need to show you something because I could see him coming down his skateboard (laughs) and she lost it she thought it was the funny but the funny thing is right I'm the only one watching him because there's 30 mums there what, they're paying not? absolutely no attention yeah, yeah. to this poor bloke. And I'm sitting there in hysterics every day. And I love it that he does it every day. Got, if you're going to do chin-ups, you've got to do at least 10 days. Yeah, he only gets three out. <laughs> like, you're in quite an affluent area as well. It's a strange, strange oh, combination. Yeah. He could be That's, He could be loaded. You realise when, be a, I bet you he's a tech guy. So you're saying he's 50. He'd be Is about 50, You realise yeah, when rips. my daughter Zoe goes to prep, yeah. I'll be 48. I'm going to be mm. that old dude, aren't I? I'm yeah, not going to be riding this skateboard Hey, I reckon for the first time in a long time, we've got a Nuffy jar that does not feature one of us. That's good. We changed name. Not the Nuffy jar anymore. What was it? It said shit post jar. Ah. It's always said that. I think it's always been. Sorry. Paying attention. Hey, um, while none of us featured this week, a a show favourite that does feature quite often, in fact, he featured last week, Sam McClure. Scoop. He's a good good mate. Scoop. Now, uh, just have a look. This is in here for two reasons, because old um, footy on nine, Nat Five's done a lot of great things in his career, but this haircut is not one of them. Well, that's a pretty... He's got like a shaved uh, shaved side, and Sam McClure said, says who, I love it. That's a pretty common So it's one of our very own. Georgie Parker, she goes, I'm so she's replying to Sam. I mean, I know it's not the first time you're wrong, Sammy, but come on. Bit of a drive by from Parker. <laughs> well, I don't Do you it. like that hair? It's all right. He is full on on Twitter, Sam, isn't he? Like, he loves he to put it out there. Has he got back to Gary Neville about this new Super League? <laughs> I reckon him and Gary, see Gary Neville give it to the Super League. Yes, oh, that was great. That, well, that now you is haven't now seen defunct. that. That's yeah, all the English gods have walked away from it. Thank but God. But go on and have a look at Gary Neville uh, giving it to the Super League. Hey, and another tweet that's it's probably a bit different than the, the normal mould of a uh, of the Nuffy Jar tweets. Nick Trulson, who is the uh, chief commercial officer at the Bulldogs, he's gone on his personal account and has pleaded with his followers that the dogs are still without a Guernsey partner on the on the back they and, they're, and they're looking for one now for the right they're brand. Flying. This, is, this is the best marketing so deal. But he's gone on what's his wrong personal account. You can't go on your personal account. What, so yes, you can. What, so you've got a, you've got a sales team. He's invested in the dogs, You've mate. got a sales team of, of, a do, of a dozen they've people. They've probably got it on think, there. It's probably just an add-on. You know, when you guys, when we do stuff or you want Matthew to post something out yeah. about this show, he does it on his personal Twitter I can't account. believe the dogs haven't got a sponsor. They're flying. 
Yeah. I'll but have one within a month. Or what, what hope is he going to get that one of his Twitter followers well, you never know. Be, uh, you know. A big company. Why don't we get one of our sponsors on there? Because we've found sponsors very easily. Have they he, lost their Mercedes sponsorship? Well, they must have. They must have. Back. Yeah. Uh, well, how easy do we find sponsors? Hugo Wines. Yeah. Tailor Made. They never was, hang around for long. Though, <laughs> <don't they? laughs> we had that gardening business that time, but then he walked away when I refused to give you his address. <laughs> All right, Richo, a brownie and Hummer award next. It's the award that just has polarised the AFL community. Some like that we've moved from the Trump or Trumpet Award. Some don't like that we've moved from it. But Richo, Brownie and Hummer, the concept is simple. In the good votes, you give three Richos, two Brownies and only one Hummer. In the bad votes, you give three Hummers. It should be just three, two, two one. And one Richo. Good and bad, <laughs> really. Well, no, we need to give it a bit of a spice. But, gentlemen, <laughs> I digress. Your... Best nominations this week. I go well as we have for four years. We go. The, we go the, the Richos first, right then the Hummers. All right. My uh, one vote in the best is uh, Josh Dunkley. Now he obviously wanted to move across to the Essendon Footy Club over the summer. The Dogs refused. They kept him. That, that would have been difficult to go back to the club, you know, to get when you wanted to leave. But he's obviously put his head down. And Luke Beveridge said in the summer he had to, you know, earn his spot in the team. Has he done that? He was brilliant on the weekend. Josh Dunkley. He got my one vote. I've given two to the best young player under 22 in the game, Oscar oh. Allen. How good is he? Oh. His marking is unbelievable at the moment. So when Josh Kennedy retires, Oscar Allen just steps in. Two who, him. who are you taking out of Oscar Allen and Max King? At this stage? Mm. I think I'd take Oscar Allen. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, I think he's done it a little bit more consistently. They're okay. going to be good, the Kings. Yeah, I'm not They're saying... They're going to be good. Kings are going to be really, really good, but Oscar Allen's a little bit better at the moment. And three to Max Gorn, absolutely dominated on Sunday. I gave one vote um, to a player who played in a losing side, but Cale Hooker going forward this year, only kicked one goal in the first game, but since then has He's kicked regular good. bags of goals. And yeah. kicked six goals on the weekend. Kyle Hooker kicked four of them. It's not mm. his A1 position, but he's doing it and he's doing it really well. Lockie Neal was back to his best. It was wet. It was like windy up there. He handled the ball one-handed like it was a dry day. 38 disposals, two goals for Lockie Neal. I reckon he does so much work on being one touch below the ground. And to see it in the wet, yeah. that just showed up. And three votes to the Brisbane AFLW. They've had three cracks at it and they're finally the Premiers. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was brilliant. The Hummers. Okay, the Hummers, I've given one to St Kilda. They only had 11 inside 50s in the second half against Richmond. At one point, Richmond had 21 clearances. To you know, out of 22. Out of 22. Oh. 21 to 1. That is that is ridiculous. I don't think there would ever have been a differential like that. So that just tells me you're a bit non-competitive at stages. Mm. Uh, two to the Gold Coast Suns, uh, one goal to half time. You know, they've had plenty of good... Draft picks have had plenty of time to get it right, and they're just struggling at the moment. And I gave three to um, Mark McClure, ex coach oh. Big Sellers. He'll clip me Ooh. now, there's no doubt. Yeah. But, I mean, the Blues, the Blues aren't flying, but they're not bottom of the ladder and losing by 20 goals every week, and he just uh, gave them a bit of a clip on the weekend. He, he, I just don't know. That? Sometimes you don't need your past legends chipping away at your club. I always see him down at the, the, the shops down at Blue Gary. He's got such a loud voice. I was tucking into my, my, my bacon and he's just interrupting the whole cafe with his booming voice. <laughs> <laughs> I gave one vote to Jake Carlisle from the Saints. Um, he went in the ruck against Marlon Pickett and Marlon Pickett was able to jump into him and go to the ground and still take the ball away two times in a row. 
I think Jake Carlisle needs to watch those uh, two ruck contests back and just think that probably that's where we're at at the moment. I reckon he did that a bit in the waffle, Marlon Pickett. Go in and just grab it like that out mm. of the ruck. Well, Jake Carlisle needed to do better. Two votes to David Teague, the Carlton coach. Not for the way they played, or they played pretty ordinary, but his press conferences are starting to sound repetitive and he defends the club and he's got excuses all the time and he's seen positives where nobody else is seeing positives. But I'm just hoping that David Teague... I want him to have a little bit more of a harder edge. Oh. I mean, you've got to be able to put people on notice, put the club on notice, put players on notice. I hope that he is doing that behind closed doors. He, he would be. But I still think that the the supporters and everybody else around, they need something. They right. need to hear it. Even the media, they need to hear it. Otherwise, they're still going to continue to go after him. He needs a hard – maybe he does have a hard edge behind the scenes. I don't know that part. But what I see is what he presents. So that's the only thing we can comment on. And um, three votes to St Kilda, they were, they were, they were, they were terrible. Mm. Mm. All right, let's have a look at round six action. Anzac Day weekend, a bit different this year because Anzac Day falls on a Sunday. Which oh, means public holiday. Got, um, yeah, because well, didn't we used to get – if a public holiday fell on a weekend, we used to sort of get one in lieu. Did we? I yeah, can't remember. I think so. I quite liked that it. it's on the weekend. The big yeah, game on lose, Saturday we'd night. we yeah. a, a day off, which is a bit upsetting. But oh. It's a good good Friday, Saturday yeah, night, he Anzac Day. Over. Anzac Day's got more – Sort of in it than Anzac Day. For yeah, yeah. It's not, not in terms that. of the game, not the. Plus, event. we've added 15 disposals to our market, so we haven't had the 15 disposal market up for quite a long they time. And punters were desperate for it. They yep. pleaded, they pleaded, and we went. You not know, a lot of value, so you've got to search through the value, but I've had do. a look. Jason Gastagna, through the last four games, had 15 disposals or more. I think he's in career best form. He's $1.72 for 15. Oh. So that goes in your multis. Lockie Fogarty from the Blues, I think he gets 15 disposals. And James Warple, I don't think he's got a natural tag this week. He went to Petrarca last week. I think he gets the footy this week. That gets you to $2.92, those three players, yeah. to get 15 now, disposals. Now, 15 is not a lot either. I mean, so <clears throat> basically, I mean, punters will be going through there and seeing that we don't have – of course, we're not going to put midfielders and stuff in there because they're going to do that on the. They're going to do that very easily. So you got to. It's, you got to, it's looking for players that might be playing off a off a, a back flank or a back pocket that don't win a lot of the footy. But if you know your players, and you know the, the game plans, and you know who they're coming up against, you can just a little bit of value to have there. But looking at, let's kick off with the big game: the D's versus the Tigers. Now, as we said, you're getting some incredible value on the Tigers. A dollar seventy-one brownie. The punters are piling into them, 75% of the cash. Melbourne, $2.15. Yeah, I think Richmond. We discussed it off the top of the program. I just think they're they're going to be too good. Um, and I think Richmond's defensive half of the ground, we've seen Melbourne being able to kick scores. Tom McDonald's been playing really well. Um, I don't know whether Bailey Fritch comes back or how long he's out for. But it's sort of these questionable at the moment. I just don't see Melbourne being able to kick a big enough score with Grimes and... Uh, the boys in the back end for Richmond being able to do the job. Yeah, Broad's playing really well also, Bolter, Asprey. So it's a tight knit. You know the thing about their back six? They've been together four or five years now, so they're so well organised. Mm. I think Richmond will win. They've uh, won their last five or six against Melbourne by 37 points or more. It's going to be a lot closer than that. I think it'll be under 20, but I, th- I think it could be a bit of rain around as well, which will hurt um, Melbourne's ball movement a little bit. Um it could depend too if May or Fritch come back, but I think Melbourne, but closer than it has been in recent years. Then the, uh, fa- of course, the, the the famous Anzac Day clash. There is three games on Anzac Day: Collingwood, Essendon at the G. The Pies at dollar seventy three, Essendon two twelve. Both sides. It's probably not going to be the best Anzac Day clash that we've had. 
But it could be one of the best. I mean, it could be a great game. Oh, yeah. It's a great game if it's close. Off and... So I think it's going to be close. Um, the Bombers were really good pre the Brisbane game. They were pretty ordinary, but it is hard going up there with the young side. Yeah. Um, well, they did yeah. go to Sydney the week before and played a really yeah. good game. But this is a 50-50. It's a toss of the coin. What are the odds? Uh, I did have it up. Well, the, the thing for Collingwood, you've got Dugowie out of the forward 50, Howe out of the back 50. You know, I, I, I think this can be close. I think Essendon can cause an upset. $1.73, the Pies, Essendon $2.12. The last game we're going to have a look at, imagine flying all the way from Perth and then having to go down to Geelong. That is what the Eagles have in store for them this yeah, Saturday. $1.58, the Cats. West yeah, Coast I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they, they do it every second week, so travelling's yeah. not going to worry yeah, you've them. You've got to go Geelong. Geelong. I, know. I know. I don't think the Cats are playing good enough. To no, neither do I. Even really? Well, you're there. getting $2.39. Even but, down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, the Eagles' game plan of, you know, slicing through with their kicking skills yeah. on that narrow ground, it might hurt them a little bit, but I just think exposed form. I think North Melbourne had been able to use the ball a bit better last week. I thought they had opportunities to yeah. score and they didn't. Um, Danger. They could put pressure. Danger back out as well, Ankle, it looks yeah. like. How's this for a little an outsider multi I found? Just three leagues. Adelaide to beat Hawthorne, Richmond to beat Melbourne, or West Coast to beat Geelong. That's getting you $9.11. It's right. not a bad bet, that. Adelaide to beat Hawthorne in Melbourne. Down in Tassie. Oh, there's a tough one for Adelaide to win, I think. Mm-hmm. You reckon? Yeah. And Hawthorne, I mean, they're 17th. I think they got exposed. Their form probably wasn't Hawthorne where we thought it was. Hawthorne pretty competitive up until they the 10-minute mark of the last that was uh, Melbourne are no good. I, um, we're about to finish up for this week, but before we do... <sighs> hey, hum... Before you start your little hummetheticals here, which I know you've put a lot of work into this week, I, I just want a little bet with our man Paddy. He's the, the maddest Melbourne supporter we know here at Sports. Yep, Bet, isn't he, he is. Extremely passionate about the Ds. Yep. So I just saw him out the front. He drives a lot Range Rover. He does. No, nah, he's got a, he bought a BMW X1 now. Is he? Oh, just he, he never has RM Williams off his feet. No. Nah. Like, he's a real Melbourne man, isn't mm. he? So I just bumped into Ralph Lauren polos yeah. and shirts. Yeah. He was the man yeah. that bet 10 people in the office, including yeah. Richo and myself, $100 that Melbourne would make yeah. the eight last year. So next so next Wednesday, uh, when we do this podcast, we've had a little bet. If Richmond uh, lose to Melbourne, I'll wear a Melbourne jumper on this pod. Oh. And have you I got s- one? Well, we'll have Paddy will have one for me. And vice versa, if Richmond win, he's got to wear it in the office all day on Wednesday and he'll actually have to duck his head in here and yeah, sing a little bit and of the Richmond theme song. He hosts a Greyhound podcast, so he won't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love that. Hey, okay, I've got three. Two of mine, one is Nath Johns. Um, I we'll go guarantee Nath- you whose we'll- is going to be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go Nath Johns first. Yep. If your bed sheets could be made of any deli meat, what would you pick them? What oh, deli meat would you pick? Gee. Oh, that's good. Well, it's not that good. Like that, I think that question's a bit silly. I just got some new sheets too. Gee, how good are new oh, good it's sheets? Just delicious. Uh, I'm I'm going uh, I'm going ham, Virginia ham. Well, the thing about ham is it's, it's a bit slimy though. It's uh, slimy, yeah, uh, but it won't smell as much. No, it only gets slimy if it's a few days old. I'd just freshen it up with some new ham new every ham. night. I would go. <laughs> so I'm happy to, to trade off the smell, like. But I'll have if I'd have a really spicy salami, and I just eat it all night. She's mentioned the next morning, your oh, room. It would smell bad, but you've had you just dined on delicious hot salami. I'd be worried about the slime. I'm what about I'm going to go prosciutto. Yeah, bit drier. Yeah, what is a dry? What's a dry deli meat? Well, prosciutto is a bit drier than yeah. ham, mm. not as slimy. Yeah, ham's a silly answer. 
Yeah. No, it's not. It is. But I love ham. In fact, it wasn't that. Would you eat it as you're sleeping? Well, like, well, as you get, you would eat. That'd be half the plan, wouldn't it? It's just a, that's. I'm going hot salami. I don't care about the smell. All right. <clears throat> you can't ever eat meat again, right? And you can only eat veggies, right? And other stuff, but you, you can never eat meat. Or you can eat meat, but you can never eat veggies again. Yeah, I'd go meat. So, so only eat. So meat. yeah, you can only eat meat. And you can eat other stuff, but I'll I will give you potatoes. So oh, it's either meat and potatoes or only for the rest of your life yeah. or only veggies for the rest of your life. Ollie, the producer, Mr. I Know Everything, just told me I would die within a year if I just ate meat. Is that right? Well, That is absolutely so I can, incorrect. So you that was Ollie's you'd have, that? I reckon you'd have some, you would have well, some the, problem on the there's steam. There's a case study a pl- here. A player that we play a with. case study, yeah. Jake oh, King. Yep. All he eats is steak and potatoes. That's all he eats, and that is true. All he what, eats. Every meal. Steak every- and potatoes. Every he might have cereal at breakfast time, and he might have a sandwich for lunch. But yeah. the only thing he eats for dinner, dinner? is steak. And he's my god. Yeah. That's I. I could. I, and, so he's, and he's alive. Yeah. he's a big boy. I'm going the steak and potatoes. Same. Yeah. The only issue would be, I reckon, without the fibre of the veggies, come steamer time. <laughs> being a bit of oh, there's a way to get fibre. You got metamucil. You know what you have? You have a can of kombucha. Every Does that go, yeah. that go through? Here? Put prunes in your um, smoothies. No, you're not yeah. allowed to eat vegetables though. Prunes are veggies. It's, a, it's fruit. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm denied about including fruit. All right. Mm. But I think you, do, you probably do. Um, and the last one. That was actually better than you, John's, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. And this is another one of mine. If you could be the hero in any sporting event in the world, what would it be? So you're the man that's... that's You've done this a bit. No, we haven't. Yeah. It's similar to another one. Well, I'd No, we had which sporting event would you go okay. to? This is I'd, what would you be the hero in? Like, I'd be happy example, to kick the goal after the siren in the grand final. AFL granny. Uh, yes, uh, I think I would choose that as well, having never played in a granny. I think winning the granny with a kick after the siren. I mean, there's nothing better than What about in a, sport, a, a grand slam in a game seven of a World Series? No, nah, not, not that's that a bigger... It. Like kicking the goals, it's a, a home run just comes at a... It's a big oh, You surprise. know what I or I'd prefer I'd like soccer better than American sport. Oh. So I'd kick the winner in a World Cup final in the fifth extra minute. That would be Imagine that would the love you'd have in your What about golf? Yeah, we did the Masters a few weeks ago, similar to that. Yeah, we did like the whole one, whatnot. Oh, well, that's <laughs> okay. That one wasn't the best hypothetical. We started all right. We we tapered off. You did I, it two weeks ago. No, we did not. That was what sporting event would you like to go very to? Si- very similar. Very this is similar, very mate. different. No, very we mis- misinterpreted the question. Hey, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we've got a big week ahead. If you are having a tickle on the punt, on the sport, I believe Ollie, the producer, said if you eat steak and potatoes, you would die within a year. No, that is you, the, would, you that... would not die. You would not die. Hey, um, all right, that's going to do us this week. The producer <laughs> is screaming at us about meat for some reason. Good luck. Gamble responsibly.